This is the Pharma Forum Podcast. My name is Dominic Tyre, and I'm Pharma Forum's Creative and Editorial Director. In episode 19, we're looking at the use of Amazon's Alexa in healthcare, and a new Alexa skill from Esai for a rare and severe form of childhood epilepsy. Joining me on the podcast is the company's Chief Strategy Officer for its US Neurology Business Group, Alexander Scott. We discuss the emergence of voice technology, its healthcare applications, and how it can help with unmet patient needs in epilepsy. Esai's efforts in this area include its Ella the Jellyfish Alexa skill, which aims to go beyond providing healthcare information to give support and solace to patients, families, and carers. You can find more details of this episode, including a download link for the podcast and information about other installments in the series at pharmaforum.com forward slash podcast. The Pharmaforum podcast is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Acast and Stitcher, where you can find and subscribe to it by searching for Pharmaforum. Alex, well, welcome to the Pharma Forum podcast. I'm really excited and, uh, for our chat around uh, use of uh, voice technology within um, epilepsy. But before we get on to that, I wonder if you could set the scene, get, uh, say a few words about, about yourself and perhaps uh, ASI's use of digital technology to date. Thank you, Dominic. So uh, I'm Alex Scott. I'm the Chief Strategy Officer for ASI Inc., which is a U.S. subsidiary of uh, ASI Company Limited. Um, based in Tokyo. I'm also the uh, Chief Strategy Officer for our Global Neurology Business Group. And I've been with the company for 23 years. It's been a really exciting and and engaging career, especially as we now begin to look into the future and bringing forward new technologies and new ways of engaging with patients and potentially delivering to them uh, improved uh, services and products uh, using technology. It's a really exciting time for us. Certainly, sound like that's the case. So, I'd like to, to jump straight in to look at the, the new Alexa skill that's um, developed and it's, it's now gone live. So that, that introduces us to the, the the character Ella the jellyfish, doesn't it? Can you tell us a bit about that? Sure. Uh, one of the hallmarks of of Azi is um, as a company and globally, we ask uh, every employee to spend at least one percent of their business time uh, engaging directly with patients, and that's a really impactful way for all of us uh, in the AZI community to get a real understanding of patient reality and patient challenges, especially those kinds of patients that are dealing and their, and their family members that are dealing with really uh, serious conditions like uh, Lennox-Gastaut syndrome, um, a very severe form of childhood onset epilepsy. Uh, and it's through those particular interactions over the years that we came up with the, the concept of trying to build something that would be very appropriate for these children and their families who have, the, the children at least, you know, will have multiple seizures a day of, of different types of seizures and have cognitive and behavioral challenges associated with that. So we realized that there weren't any technologies that were easy for them to interact with and utilize, et cetera, you know, in terms of being able to play games, being able to listen to stories, uh, et cetera. So we, we sort of saw this new area of voice skills on the Amazon platform as a wonderful potential way of allowing people who may have difficulties accessing technology, uh, being able to interact with technology more seamlessly. 
and that's what sort of was the uh, origin of building this particular skill. Mm -hmm. We're seeing more and more uh, Alexa health skills then coming, um, be being released out, out into the wild at the moment, but certainly most of the ones that I've seen to date seem to take more of a, almost a transactional uh, approach to the technology. You, you ask it to do something, it provides you with, with information, whether that's uh, scheduling a, a, an appointment or providing uh, sort of health information, which we certainly see here in, in, in the UK with some of the uh, work that's been done via the platform. But in terms of your company's work, you're trying to, to take, well, I wonder how you'd describe it. It's more of a, not quite an entertainment approach, but it's more it's certainly more engaging for, for patients uh, than other examples that I've uh, provided. Sure. We, we think of this as entertainment with, with a mission, and that mission is to, you know, also be helpful to patients and their families. You know, these, these children generally require 24-7 care, provides a lot of stress on the families. So being able to allow the child to do something with uh, Ella the jellyfish while a parent is able to, you know, cook dinner or, you know, is a really nice respite for people who are having to provide that kind of care constantly. It also, some of the games, et cetera, are, you know, set up to be able to allow the whole family to kind of interact with one another so that the child with uh, Lennox-Gastaut syndrome isn't, you know, is sort of able to be at the center of the game rather than sort of participating from the periphery. We think that's really valuable. I mean, we're, we're really committed to this particular community. We've served them through providing uh, medicines for the past decade or so. And, you know, this is one way in which we can give back to that community and, and give them something that we believe will, you know, lead to healthier and happier lives. And as, as you were working on the development of the skill, which, of course, is, is it's just gone live now, what sort of feedback have you had from maybe from patients' families or, or carers? So far, the feedback is, is excellent, and we, we utilize patients and family members as we built the skill. If you go to ellothejellyfish.com, we have a couple of videos of some of the impact of the skill on children, and, and it's a really, those are wonderful ways to see how the skill can actually, you know, really help calm a hyperactive child, and uh, it, it's, it's really uh, heartwarming to, to see that. And in, in terms of the, the characters uh, involved in, in the skill and uh, this particular approach, what, what's, what's next, do you think, for it? Is it? Are there other platform opportunities, do you think, or is it, is it more going to be held within just the, the voice-activated realm? Uh, currently, we want to sort of put it out in the voice-activated realm. We, we see that as a technology that these people can interact with easily uh, rather than having to operate a tablet or a computer, etc., you know, we think we'll be looking to develop the skill further and adding new elements to it. We, you know, right now we have a short meditation, a longer meditation, but potentially, you know, we'd come up with ideas like, you know, a meditation specifically to help someone go to sleep, things like that, other kinds of stories, additional content, uh, et cetera. Mm -hmm. I think for, for AZI, this is also an exploration of, of utilizing this kind of new technology as a, a, a way of engaging with uh, with patients and the way with engaging with family members, etc., a good experience case for us as well. Wonder what what your thoughts are then on on just in general the use of voice technology within epilepsy. Where would you see where would you see the benefits, and I, I suppose what attracted you to to its use in the first place? Voice technology is is really easy and natural for people to interact with, which is sort of the first step. 
and especially, again, people with epilepsy uh, who may have physical challenges with interacting with technology. This allows them to sort of work with the technology where they're at rather than having to try and adapt to the technology. Uh, as an overall platform and, and ways to engage, definitely a way that we can provide additional information to people over time in terms of disease state uh, education. Um, there may even be approaches within the epilepsy community or in other communities in which we can do things like bring forward coaching, cognitive behavioral therapy. I think the future of this platform is really kind of wide in terms of the sorts of things that can be delivered to people, and uh, both from a fun, engaging kind of way to something that may be more therapeutic or more supportive. And it certainly does feel like we're, we're probably only really scratching the surface, as it were, with the potential applications for voice technology in, in general, I guess, at the moment, as it becomes more embedded within the mainstream, but particularly in, in, in healthcare, as companies, healthcare bodies look to see what the options are how, and how they can be, be effectively used whilst also being mindful of the regulatory concerns in which, in which they, they have to operate. Certainly. And, and, you know, as we all know, in every country, there are very different regulatory requirements and personal health information requirements, et cetera, and, and we're very cognizant of sort of moving along uh, with the regulators to ensure that, you know, everything is done in an appropriate way as we understand and leverage this new platform. With your uh, chief strategy uh, officer's uh, hat on, if you like, I wonder what, where you see the, the role for digital technologies in, in general when it comes to uh, meeting patient needs in epilepsy. I think it's pretty significant uh, there, there's, in terms of, of what technology can do for people. It can help deliver health care in a more convenient way to people. Uh, and certainly we're seeing that with telemedicine. Uh, but potentially, you know, there, there might be ways of, of doing that through voice-activated platforms such as Alexa for Amazon or uh, other such technologies. So that's, that's one area in which um, I think the future is quite interesting. I, you know, I, I sort of see these as audio web pages. They're, they're ways of being able to, as a platform, as a technology advances, of being able to have more and more complex interactions uh, across the platform in terms of providing information, in terms of providing patient support, and you know, ultimately, potentially, uh, types of digital therapies to patients as well. Where do you think digital technology can, can best meet unmet needs in, in epilepsy? I wonder, first of all, perhaps where do you see the greatest unmet patient need in, in epilepsy? And then where do you think there might be a, a role for digital within that? Sure. In, within epilepsy, there's still a lot of uh, patients who have uncontrolled seizures. It's a kind of disease that's highly isolating. And I think uh, one of the first ways that, you know, even patients who are, are on medication you know, may reduce their, their number of seizures by half, but they're still suffering from seizures. There's a stigma associated with it. Uh, and so potentially these voice technologies can do things like create communities of people so that the isolation is broken down and that people can feel more connected with those who are facing the same challenges that they have. And, you know, until we're able to come up with a world in which people don't suffer from seizures, you know, I think that's a really important step that uh, these kinds of technologies can, can address. And that's what we're looking to do with Ellie Jellyfish for that particular community uh, in Lennox-Gastaut syndrome. 
sort of remove the, the, the sense of isolation that these families and, and these children feel. Alex, thank, thank you very much for introducing us to Ella the Jellyfish, but also running through some of the uh, very uh, interesting ways in which uh, voice technology and digital technology more generally might be applied within, within epilepsy. So thank you for joining me for the Farm Forum podcast. Dominic, thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity and look forward to speaking to you again as we bring forward, uh, hopefully, new approaches on this platform as well. that concludes episode 19 of the Pharma Forum podcast and my discussion with Esai's Alexander Scott about voice technology in healthcare and epilepsy. You can find more details of this episode, including a download link for the podcast and information about other installments in the series at pharmaforum.com forward slash podcast. The Pharma Forum podcast is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Acast and Stitcher, where you can find and subscribe to it by searching for Pharma Forum. And don't forget to visit our website to sign up for daily or weekly email pharmaceutical news and analysis bulletins, and follow us on Twitter, where we are at Pharma Forum. <laughs>